Oh, definitely. I used to say that to people going back 10 years ago. Uh, I would always say, listen, you take any president in our history, they would willingly send our young men and women overseas to die over an oil pipeline while telling the country that it was to spread democracy. And you don't think that same person would order an assassination of someone who had dirt on them? Right, of course. <laughs> like not only would they order to kill millions of people. They- yeah. But they make sure that they don't have to order it and that they have multiple layers of uh, plausible deniability between them and the event. And that if, in fact, they get caught, they're going to sell out their so-called friend and put them into prison and blame (laughs) them for the thing before they ever take uh, responsibility for it. That's what will actually happen. And, you know, until people accept that reality, well, they're going to keep getting ruled by these people who tell them these lies. Definitely. Now, 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 since you're on this topic, I just want to ask you, because you had this great tweet, I just want to sum up what you just said here. It said, we swim in a sea of lies, deceptions, and distractions, and it's just layer after layer when you start to investigate. Most people refuse to even acknowledge this situation. It's just too scary for them. And of course, that's what those behind the lies count on. What do you think the biggest lie ever told by government is? And that could be our government, any government around the world what is the biggest lie told by government in your opinion wow so difficult they get so many, <laughs> and there's so many and there's so many categories you know i still think probably the biggest lie they tell and i think people will be surprised is that is that the government's there to help us that i think is the biggest lie they tell even though there's more outrageous lies you know things like uh uh, the th- the kind of so-called conspiracy theory stuff that that people can get into, but those are all enabled by that ultimate lie that somehow the government is actually there to help us, and it's not there to help us in any form or fashion. And most other kinds of lies that I get, I try not to even get into most of the time on my uh, uh, Twitter or anything else because I just get accused of being a conspiracy theorist. But there's really no set of so-called conspiracies theories I've ever looked into that that probably aren't true. Now, I, I, I don't I'm not going to say that things like, uh, you know, you can look at if you read from Minko, the Russian mathematician that wrote all that crazy stuff about history, his stuff is fantastically interesting. I, I, they've obviously lied tremendously about the very timeline of, of mankind's history. They clearly just patently made up huge amounts of information and created this fakery. Okay, that's a huge lie to make up. <laughs> is it? Is it the biggest lie? Uh, I guess we'd have to talk about what's the biggest lie? What does it mean? Is, does that mean the most people died from it? Does it mean the most people were deceived by it? Does it mean, how, what, how are we going to define the biggest lie? And because there are so many lies they tell. And I really think the concept that that the certainly in this country, the biggest lie is that the Constitution is a freedom machine and that if we just could get back to it, uh, everything would be roses and we'd all be living in nirvana. That is ultimately just another variation of the government is there to help us lie that all of the other lies come from. All of the other lies are enabled by that fundamental lie because the government enforces, imposes, predicts, controls all of the information sources and everything you get in order to promote the other lies. But it's only possible because the people believe that very initial lie that the government somehow is the regulator that's there to help us. It's just 
There's literally no evidence for it at all. There's literally no actual evidence for that belief that the government is there to help us, but there's empty words. And AA has a saying that uh, people are not what they say, they're what they do. And if people would just use that piece of information to look at government, forget what they say, look at what government does. What does it actually do as opposed to what do they tell you they're going to do? What do they tell you they're to try to do? Look at what they actually do. And you see that everything they tell you is just complete nonsense. Definitely. And I think one of the other things, uh, as, as I've been uncovering stuff here at this show, behind every single curtain, I pull back for the audience, whether we're looking at, you know, Neuralink brain chips in the head, whether we're looking at uh, any of this crazy Frankenstein technology, any of this crazy transhumanist stuff, Yuval Noah Harari nonsense, all this crazy stuff. Every time you peel back the curtain, the state is there. They're injecting yep. money through InQtel, which is the CIA venture firm they're injecting money into their partners like peter thiel elon musk i know you want them to take over twitter but all the money gets pushed into these guys these puppets these oligarchs they spread it around every venture capital firm doing business in silicon valley is it has government money injected into it the government admits to being in bed with 500 companies in silicon valley so when you say to people okay whether it's trump or biden in power whether it's whatever you perceive a conservative or a liberal is you can't even define that anymore no matter who's in power it's always the state the state is constantly involved <laughs> yes. with everything so i think one of the biggest lies and i tell the audience all the time and it's you that pointed it out one of the biggest lies told by the u.s government is that government is incompetent because it is not incompetent oh, yeah. what's what in any way whatsoever maybe the dmv is that's about it <laughs> oh yeah for sure i mean i, I tell people all the time that uh the the fundamental trick they pull, this, this incompetence nonsense, is a fantastic cover because as a lawyer, you learn there's almost no way to tell the difference between incompetence and fraud. Almost no way to tell the difference. How do you get evidence? You have to get inside somebody's mind. Okay, well, that's not going to happen to somebody who's committing fraud. They're not going to admit that. And so all you can do is stack up evidence that, my God, how could anyone be this incompetent? Well, look at the people who continue to support Trump. Every single person he hired was a deep state rat. And what was the excuse they continue to buy? He was betrayed. He didn't know all this other stupid shit. It's like, dude, you can't be this incompetent to only hire all these same exact kinds of people again and again and again and again. That's not an accident. At some point, you have to be able to cross over and understand that these are not accidents and this is not incompetence. This is intentional. And on top of that, the government incompetence is extremely sophisticated operation because they do, in fact, hire tons and tons of incompetent losers intentionally at lower levels so that those people will interface with the public and that entire concept will be reinforced again and again. You interact with government, what do you see? At the public level, you see totally incompetence losers. In fact, if you walk out of a government office and you think, shit, that guy actually kind of helped me. You're shocked. You're amazed. You can't believe you actually got some help and somebody <laughs> decent in government. You're just so expecting them. He's a bunch of useless losers. And so that's what they have for the public. That's what they promote to the public. And to me, it's a classic example of the way these things are very, very sophisticated and They've been planned for a long time and they understand the psychology, just like you referenced the idea that this stuff would be released two years later. Yes, that's already in their white papers. You can read and see that they'll do it. This is, they think things out.
And again, I go back to the simple point that if I can figure out how to do it, they can figure out how to do it because they have teams of very bright people making tons of money with huge amounts of benefits and pensions and everything else sitting around trying to figure this stuff out and running programs and AI and trying to figure out how the best way to do it. So if I can come up with ways to do it, then they can. And having the incompetence thing is a tremendous thing they keep in their back pocket. And I don't know what to say. I do want to say with regards to Musk, I don't believe Elon Musk is on my side for one second. Uh, And I know you know that, but um, I do believe that it could be part of the charade they're putting on to have him continue to pretend to be and therefore get into our Twitter and therefore make changes that allow stuff just so people can continue this belief that, see, it does have, we got to get the right people in there and all that stupid shit. Keep that narrative running. And maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't, but. You know, right back to the incompetence uh, issue, which is a very, very clever ploy they use. Yeah, no, right now they're just playing Marvel superheroes, Marvel villains. That's basically where they're at right now. And uh, with, with all these different technocratic warlords that they have, and I explain to the audience all the time about technocracy, is really just ruled by the scientists and engineers without even the illusion of a representative government, which frankly would be great because if we got <laughs> rid of the illusion, then maybe people would actually fight back. But they right. let the scientists and engineers come in and rule the means of production and the means of distribution to the products it's basically communism under technology ruled by the scientists and the engineers which if you look at the gig work industry and everything else we're pretty much already there they just did it outside of government with the so-called private sector but i want to ask you this because this was a great tweet too and i think this would be the biggest lie told at least currently by the world uh by the different governments on the world stage and you said the worldwide Mm -hmm. lockdown over the last two and a half years proved that virtually all of the governments of the world are just fronts they pretend to be enemies but they are behind the scenes all on the same team on all the issues that actually matter and they are all aligned against the people i mean i think that's one of the biggest lies told today it's similar to republicans and democrats here in the united states we're supposed to believe that all these countries are enemies but yet china russia the united states will gladly play the boogeyman to each other's uh populace respectively and that's how they uh move all this stuff forward because they say to the people in china united states wants to bomb us therefore we have to have robots walking around the streets they tell the people in the united states china's advancing on artificial intelligence therefore we have to put brain chips in your heads that's i mean this is how it works does it not oh absolutely i mean the the fact that people still continue to believe a fantasy is silly as this idea of these large enemies out there when the evidence is everywhere. I mean, they all work on the bank of international settlements. They all work on that. And that's, it's totally impossible to believe that if you were at an actual enemy, that you would subject yourself to the kinds of centralized control they all do with this uh, currency situation. And if in fact, China is our enemy, um, why do we rely on them for all of these rare earth minerals we need to, to run our so-called military equipment and all this other stuff? Why do we allow <laughs> our enemy? Why do we allow our enemy to buy our bonds? I, I don't understand. Is that, how is that 
not put us at tremendous risk that at any time they, they can simply dump the bonds and, and, and destroy us. And see, none of the consistency of an actual enemy is in place with the people. It's back to the AA saying that they, they, they aren't who they say, they're who they do. And what, how we, you look at what happens, um, how much stuff do we depend on for China? Uh, we buy all this stupid crap from them. Um, why would we do that from an enemy? You look at the so-called uh, all these different chains in, that are, have been disturbed as a result of uh, COVID, and you look at where they come from. Well, nobody who's actually an enemy, okay, would we ever allow to be placed in these critical path of these different supply chains that are necessary for military, industrial, technical advancement? Everything we could be crippled at any time by our so-called enemy. But they don't have to come over and bomb us. They don't have to do anything. They just need to, to shut the, some factory down that they have control of. And now what happens? All sorts of hell breaks loose in the so-called supply chain. All they do is say, well, we're not going to give you rare earth minerals. We've got plenty of rare earth minerals in this country. They're not allowed to go get them. Okay, so, so the solution is we go buy them from our so-called enemy. That doesn't make any sense. That's not what anybody would do. And so the, the, the truth is there. It's open and obvious for anybody who wants to uh, see it. But if you listen to the rhetoric, the nonstop rhetoric, it confuses the people. And so absolutely, the worldwide lockdown of the last two and a half years shows that anybody who steps out and tries to go test a uh, jackfruit or pheasant or something else for the corona and it comes back positive, they're going to get killed. And that's what happened to the poor guy. You know, he goes out there and he, he tells his people the whole thing's a joke. It's a scam. And he, he fools them. He tests the jackfruit and sends that thing in for a for a Rona test, and it comes back positive. Next thing you know, the guy's dead. Uh, next time you had the same kind of thing up there in Belarus, right? The guy comes out, he's a problem. What do you know? Next thing you know, there's a color revolution going on in his country. And so you could see that every single country was in lockstep with whatever Tony Fauci basically said. They just all happened to come up with it. Well, now we're learning that they didn't do this, they didn't do that. So nobody checked any of this stuff. Our enemies weren't suspicious that maybe this was something dropped by the United States. I never heard anybody in China or Russia. Uh, they weren't claiming that this was created in the United States, that, that Fort Detrick or the, the, the whatever the, you know, the, the newest iteration of Fort Detrick is. That's what actually created. Nobody, nobody floated that out there in, out in the world. Well, if there are enemies, why would they just immediately assume the narrative is being pushed by the United States? That, again, doesn't make any damn sense. So nothing that actually occurs out in the world that you can check to the extent we can check anything is, is consistent with the idea that these people are our enemies. And that that Rona lockdown all over the world under the same nonsense, follow the science, made up crap proves that they are not actual enemies because that is not the way you would treat an actual enemy. If during wartime, a some kind of actual event broke out, some kind of bio war broke out, that we actually had some kind of pandemic, we would immediately assume it's our enemy has placed it here. That's what you would immediately do. But Nobody was seeking to try to figure out what happened here. What is this even one event? Is this one so-called virus? Could be tons of different things being released at all times in different countries and different places. There's no investigation of any of that. Just a single narrative running all over the world that the people need to be locked down. They need to take jabs. They need to wear masks. They need to stay home. The government needs to take a, a same exact 
thing running all over the world. There's your proof, people. You want proof? That's it. There's your proof right there. Yep. Well, it's the same thing over the years where someone on the right would call someone on the left a communist and someone on the left would call the guy on the right a fascist. Yet the fascist is in control of the White House and he invites the communists into the White House. If you know, if you were in power and you thought the people on the left were destroying your dear constitution, would you ever take pictures with them, shake hands with them or invite them into the White House if you had control? You would be treating oh, them as an enemy guys. of the state. Right. I don't yeah. understand. No one is ever arrested mm -hmm. endless talk about violating the constitution okay well if violating the constitution which is supposedly the law of the land if violating the most fundamental law of the land isn't a crime that gets you sent to prison for the rest of your life then what is the point of having any other criminal law that's based upon the constitution if, the, if violating the underlying constitution isn't even a crime and of course nothing ever happens to any of them i tell people all the time the red and the blue they love having each other that's how they fundraise they they scare people the red team scares people with what the blue team said and the blue team scares the red his own people with what the red team says and they raise money around it and they're there to protect us from each other it's just moronic if you have one lawyer in a town, he goes broke. If you have two lawyers in a town, they both get rich. It's the standard thing over and over. You have to have a boogeyman, period. Mm -hmm, definitely. Now, I wanted to ask you this because I see you go through this on Twitter, uh, also on your uh, podcast, The Quash. You know, we essentially live in, we talked about a lot, a lot about this over the last hour, but we essentially live in two worlds that are going on. You have sort of the surface world, uh, if you're into politics or you're following sports or whatever, the surface world. And then you have sort of this real world where the uh, technocrats, the transhumanists, you talk about the electronic uh, medical prison complex that they're building right now. You have these two worlds going on, kind of what's going on beneath the surface, which is actually where these guys, the elites, the social engineers are moving us. And then you kind of have the clown world show that we all get to watch on the surface. I know you have to go between those two worlds. You know, I have to do it too. Mike does it because he covers politics at the same time he's covering scams and schemes and grifts and everything else. How do you reconcile this? How do you deal with kind of these two worlds? worlds and going back and forth between what's actually happening and uh, what we're allowed to see, what 99% of the country is watching on television. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it depends again on uh, what we mean by uh, going back and forth between. And that is that for me, I, I'm always in the expectation that the, the world that's being presented to me is never the world that is actually important. It just never is. And so for me, I think it's, I consider it to be very valuable to understand that the world as presented is not the world that matters. So this second level world and people constantly tell me that they say, well, what's the difference? If we can't change it, what does it matter? I might as well just, you know, just stay in the blue pill and okay, well you can. And the example I give them all the time is if you live in a neighborhood, where the police are corrupt and you don't know it and you got some guy causing problems, uh, dealing drugs in some form or fashion you don't like, beating up women. And you think I'm going to the police and I'm going to tell them about this guy and complain to the police. Well, if you don't understand that the police are corrupt and on the take and that guy's protected by the police, you've just screwed yourself. 
you've completely screwed yourself. Now, if you know that the police are corrupt and that's happening, now you can actually do something about it in a way that might help. You might realize, okay, well, this is a guy I don't mess with. I need to adjust my own life and change and get away from him. You don't believe that you're just going to do that. And that's that's the danger of what I call waking up in the wrong order. You see examples of it all the time out there. These people, oh, they went to the FBI. They did they called HR because they had a problem with somebody. <laughs> some discrepancy. They're going to get it sorted out. They don't understand the way the real world works and what that shit is actually there to do. It is there to call out fools like that. The reason you have the police and the FBI and everything like that, the reason all that stuff exists one of the main, main purposes is just so that the government can keep track of who's catching on to different things. So that they get they get first information. You call them up, you tell them, oh, they show up at your door. Yeah, this guy's a problem. Now they know. Um, that doesn't help you. See, that doesn't help you. And people go, well, what should you do? Well, you have to understand the way the system works and know that, you know, there's going to be bad actors out there. They're probably not going to get punished at this stage not through the system for sure. And you need to protect yourself. That's what you need to do. You need to protect yourself against what's going on. And that's what reading between the lines requires because one, you save a lot of time because you don't waste time following all the stupid news and, and, and voting and trying to convince people of all this stupid crap. You, you work on things that might help you actually help you as opposed to setting an entire system up and then realizing, oh, shit, with just one little change in the regulation, they just destroyed my entire business. And I didn't see it coming or imagine that you're going to somehow create a water car and you're going to actually able to sell that thing. That's not going to happen, dude. You want to create a water car. That's great. Sell it to yourself and your friends. That's it. Don't bother going on the Internet because then they'll just come and kill you and because you can't have a water car. That's not going to be allowed. And and when you understand what is allowed and what's not allowed, you can you have a lot more protection. That's the reality. And so that's. What I try to teach people in my show and when I screw around with them on Twitter is to understand that the way the world works is a lot of different layers and you always have to be on the lookout for things not being what they say because the things are never what they say. And that's the 179 club that I kind of joke about is that they try to teach everybody as close to 180 degrees off from reality as they can. And when you understand that, then you can actually go and operate in the system with a decent amount of security, not total security, because that requires uh, access to very sophisticated leg breakers, because that's ultimately what the, the world actually runs on is just leg breakers. And I don't have leg breakers inside my sphere. I'm not equipped to it. I'm not trained. I would probably just get killed if I tried to play in that kind of arena. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I don't, I don't stay in there, but I can do other things that can protect me by knowing that I'm not going to file a lawsuit. I'm not going to complain to HR. I'm not going to write a stern letter. I'm not going to expose myself in ways that act like I'm a problem because people like me are not really problematic to the government because I'm so small. I know that. In fact, I serve a purpose that they want, which is a release valve and, and the impression that you can speak your mind and that you truth can get out there and that they don't come and kill me. Well, because that helps because I'm up. Oh, I lost you for a second. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost you right when you were saying that you uh, serve as a release valve. Yes. So they will allow you to operate. I serve as a release valve, and people like me do that as long as they're small, it serves as a release valve because it allows the illusion, again, that you have free speech and you could do all these things. But they don't care about someone like me. Like I said, I actually serve a, a, a valuable service. In effect, I can both help people to understand what's going on, and I pose no actual threat to the system because I'm so small and I'm never going to be allowed to grow. Now, if I started getting serious traction, if I started having millions of listeners, if I started, okay, now I would actually be in danger. But until that time, I'm not really in danger. And people try to claim all the time, well, see, you're allowed to speak. Well, like, dude, they'll let you go hold a sign up at a fucking street where 10 cars a day go by. They don't care. Yes, of course. They'll let me have a podcast. A few thousand people listen to what I care. Okay. They don't care about that. That provides the continued illusion. But if I go into other kinds of areas and I try to do other kinds of things, I try to file certain kinds of lawsuits. I've been, been beaten up repeatedly in the system, but filing, they kind of care more about that stuff. Okay. Just every little thing keeps moving up. And it's also a very helpful way to know whether someone's legitimate or not. If they're out there, they get huge amounts of uh, publicity, huge amounts of traction, making millions and millions of dollars out there. Okay. Well then they're being allowed to operate. They're being allowed to operate. So if they're being allowed to operate, then you can know that they're serving a purpose for the system. Yeah. Whether or not the people know it or not that are operating it, they're serving a actual service for the system and what they do. And that's a very important piece of information to have that you don't have to know anything else about it, except that are they huge? Yes, they're huge. Okay. They're, they're being, they're allowed to be huge. They're being rewarded by the system. If the system is rewarding you, and that means if you're getting millions and millions of dollars in return for what's happening, the system wants you there. No matter how much the system pretends to not want you there, they want you there period that you're, no. you're serving their needs oh i'm really glad you brought that up about protecting yourself and uh understanding how the system actually works and not going and trying to be some hero whistleblower blowing the whistle <laughs> from within the cia like they're not going to take you out behind the dumpster and shoot you uh i mean no it's great that you bring that up because on my show we talk a lot about living one foot in the matrix and one foot out of the matrix how can you still enter when you have to make your food coupons your money uh and at the same time try to live under some semblance uh, semblance of a natural life and so my wife and i made decisions to move ourselves out of the rockefeller medical medical complex with the birth of our coming child and so we work with a midwifery and a doula we found a doctor like the last one in the state of maryland that isn't going to start jabbing our kid the minute it comes out with needles so i mean there's things you can do in your right. personal life but i also explain to people it does take time it takes a lot of work a lot of effort because it's easier just to live within this system they give you now you might get cancer and die because you're eating their crappy food they give you and stuff like that so the long-term effects may be better escaping the system but let me just uh before we let you go two things i want to yeah. talk about one is you have this fascination with Lysander Spooner. You've done over 20 episodes. So this is something that you talk about, uh, and I just want you to explain it here, which is jury nullification. You know, so how did you get into Spooner? Uh, there's, you know, dozens of books that Spooner has written, um, and you can listen to all this on the quash. But this is something bigger than just 
protecting yourself or doing things within your circle, shrinking your footprint, building the water car, but only selling it to your friends. I mean, this is a bigger idea that would take five or 10% of the population. But why don't you explain that to the public? Because these are solutions and these are things that do give people real hope. Um, Do I think we could tear down the technocratic transhumanist prison planet matrix state? No, I'm pretty honest about that. I don't think we can tear it down. But how does jury nullification work and what can people learn from Spooner? 